today's episode and each of them have been worse than the next so good luck to this one so hopefully this is it hopefully third time's a charm do y'all just ever have those moods where you're like really tired but everything is funny delirious i guess is the word that's where we're at today we're at delirious and i've had i've had four cups of coffee like it's like not working it's not working i told amanda i was concerned driving i'm at her house in fort worth and i drove from dallas and like a couple times i was like prying my eyes open i'm like what is wrong with me right now it's the afternoon it's gloomy weather yeah well kind of yellow well okay i guess honestly i have two modes it's either sunny or gloomy like it's 100 percent sunny or to me or it's gloomy gloomy. oh i need sunshine there's a cloud in the sky aka gloomy Also known as gloomy weather. Also known as gloomsday. I feel like it'd be really funny if, like, my phone, when I checked the weather, it was, like, sunny, and then anything (laughs) otherwise was, like, gloomy. (laughs) Um, Okay, we have a lot to talk about. First, let's get into the new Bachelorette talk. The new Bachelorette. I have a lot to say. Uh, I I mean, you... Unlike Hannah. (laughs) Well, you've always liked Hannah. You've been a fan of Hannah B. Well, Well, I like Hannah G, too. But you've oh, yeah, been, like you've been a Hannah B fan from the beginning. I've been a Hannah B. The I'll hissing, give you that. The hissing just made me laugh. The, I mean, I know, when she's like Hannah Beast? Yeah, Hannah Beast. It just makes me... Which you know they're going to play that up. Oh, totally. That part might get year. a little annoying. Here's the reason, because I've gotten a lot of friends call me and be like, I'm questioning our friendship, questioning your morals. <laughs> like, 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 if why you, do like you like me and you like Hannah B, like, <laughs> what is your friends? standards for humans? Like, tell me. So, yeah, but, what's your opinion? So, my opinion is, I just think that she owns her weirdness a little bit. More so than Kaylin when they were like rivals or whatever. So it's not like Hannah's like my girl necessarily, but out of the ones I had to choose from, she was. Okay. Well, so my thing, to be honest with you, we never talked about this. I was like definitely pro Kaylin over Hannah B. And until like later on, honestly, I actually started to like Hannah B more because I feel like she had like this shift in her. Like I think that like about halfway through the season, she started to actually like be herself and not be so self-conscious and like aware she was on camera. Yes. And I think she kind of stopped caring a little bit. And I don't know if it's because she knew she and Colton were like not going to happen. Yeah. Or maybe like the producer was like, hey, if you, if you do this the right this, way, yeah. you can be the bachelorette. <laughs> I don't know how this cool. works. But I'm just saying, started to like her more. But then last week, was it last week? I don't know, two weeks ago, two whenever ago. the finale was. After the final rose. Which I love how we're not even talking about Cassie and Colton no. because old news, who cares? Old news, bye. So weird. We're together, whatever. They it tried so hard is. to make it like a normal Bachelor ending and, and I was, was like, guys, not, let's just, like, no. even the, with Colton giving her the final rose at the end, I was like, just let it go. Just like, it it's go. moved on. Like, yeah. we don't care. We're yeah. done. Bye, bye, bye. That's okay. Weird. So anyways, Hannah B, back they to had what to actually matters. Yeah, they, when she got out and they did like the awkward, like, this is the new Bachelorette and then they bring up the five guys. I literally was sitting on my couch. I was so mad I was by myself. I had my blanket like over my head. Like you, if you had walked in and you had just seen me, you would have thought I was watching a scary movie because I felt like I was. I was on the edge of my seat because I was like, this is the most awkward. The complete sentences were um, non-existent. No, it was like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And I feel like she was like a robot that like malfunctioned. Like it was like, which like no more words. Which I don't understand if she knew she was going to be the Bachelorette, which obviously she did towards the end. Yeah. Why they didn't 
prep her a little better or say like, hey, we're going to have a vocal coach come out and like give you some pointers. Like, or like we're going to give you a cue card, like anything. anything. Like we're going to like feed you in your ear what to say because clearly you can't form sentences. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't make somebody do that and why they let her go on national television and talk that way, but, or not talk that way. I mean, to be honest, I actually felt for her because I was like, this is stressful. I think with The Bachelorette, like when she's actually going to be on the show, like, they're in their own world. They they become friends with the producers. Totally. So the producers are asking them questions, and it feels natural. Right. I think for her, it was, like, the live television thing. Just well, like in really an audience, an actual live audience, and then knowing she's, like, it's not necessarily being filmed and then, like, edited later. This is, like, right. actually this is like live. On. Yeah. But I, I really actually felt bad because I was, like, here I am judging her and being mean, which is not kind. Like, honestly, who knows how I would have done in that situation. Oh, yeah. But, I don't... well, actually, I typically – thrive off of improv so I probably <laughs> like, personally would have done great you probably done great but I also think like I think she probably was in her head and knew like <laughs> okay this better be good because this is on tv and like they can't fix it like you were saying oh, yeah but it just really crashed and burned and the part that made me the most sad honestly was when the guys were coming out she like friend zoned all of them <sighs> so hard like because when you first meet somebody that you're interested in it's like you have, like, the pretty, like, doe eyes. You're, yes. like, looking at them. There was, like, maybe a little lingering on the hug. Oh. No, no, no. This was, like, high fives. Like, <laughs> I feel like she, like, punched <laughs> them in the arm. It, like, totally would have fit. It was, like, hey, bro. Good to meet you. Like, it just was. That is incredible. Oh. She, I think I feel for her somewhere I can relate. Because, as you guys know, I like to make up my own words sometimes. And so, I think. That's why you guys not, are friends. Yeah, that's why we're, well, we're imaginary friends. I don't know her personally. But and I feel like we'd actually be friends with her. I think she's oh, yeah. probably in person. She's quirky, funny, which totally. is like my favorite type of person. Yes. I think that that's the thing is whenever her and Kaylin like had their rivalry type thing, I feel like I could be friends with Hannah more than Kaylin. That's, so that's where, that's where I came from originally. Yeah, I see that. And now I just think she's going to be like fun to watch on TV because I think Kaylin would have been... If she would have been chosen as a bachelorette, I think she would have been like very serious, like really put it, together, very, very put together, like taking it, taking each relationship very seriously. And I feel like Hannah's gonna make you laugh a little bit, oh, even totally. even if it's like, girly, what are you doing? I'd rather that if I'm watching a show than like, all right, we get it, you know what you want, yep. go date. That's what I actually feel like Hannah, like because she's a, comp- you can tell she's competitive. Yes, she's focused. I feel like she may be one of those people that like finds her guy right away. Oh. Like I feel like she might be like first night, just be like. Yep, that's what I want. And, like, go after it. Or maybe we're going to see it. Like, we'll see which relationship she's, like, super into based on, like, how she's not the other ones, you know? Oh, like it might yeah, be like very point. It might be very obvious. Also, her. the guys that they brought out, there was this one guy. I think his name was Luke. There was two Lukes, actually. Luke number one, the first Luke. You have to go back and watch it. Wait, are these five guys going to be a part Wait, of the... because you haven't seen us yet. No. Are these okay, five guys so going to be five a part guys, of... They brought out five guys that are going to be on her season, and she met them for the first time. Because I think they realized that... Colt and Cassie was, was yeah. falling apart of the seams. And right. they were like, we need They're to redeem like, this with something exciting. Yeah. So, and then she handed out a rose. Which I don't even know what that what? means. But, which I thought was funny. It's like, well, the rest you of you still go, get to come yeah. back. So, <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, but one of the guys, his name was Luke. He was the first guy to walk out. He was like so poised and so put together. But like way too much. And then my favorite part of the whole thing was at the end, like, Chris Harrison's, like, wrapping up or whatever, and he, like, comes out, and he, like, claps Chris Harrison on the back, and then, like, waves to the audience, like, it, like he thinks this is, like, his show, and I was like, bro. Bro, let it go. No one knows who you are yet. Like, chill out. And You can see Chris Harrison kind of, like, move his shoulder, like, okay. All right. We're Luke not friends one. yet. We have not traveled to, um, like, where did they go? All the places? Yeah. All, this yeah. 
Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> Singapore. Thailand. That's what I'm saying, you know. We have not traveled to Thailand. Sometimes together, I yeah. think if the season's like getting worse, they just pick more like epic places. Oh, to like, like we need to be good. Yes. No, for sure. All this to say, it really, The Bachelorette could have been a statue. I would still watch the show. Oh, I'm obsessed with absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I wonder sure. when we'll start ca- stop calling Hannah B. Hannah B. Because now she's just Hannah. Oh, yeah. Hannah Beast. Hannah Beast. Hannah Beast. Wow, guys. We're okay. rooting for you, girl. You can, you got this. You've got this, Hannah. And honestly, if you want to be on a podcast, I mean, I mean, really, we, know we a could good totally one. make it work. We could totally schedule Let me check in. with our people. Yeah, we'll call <laughs> your people and who our people, people will call Harrison. I'll call Chris and give him yeah. a little shout. Anyways, on a more serious note, Amanda, what are you drinking slash not drinking mm-hmm. from Starbucks today? So I'm drinking a water. And Ooh, crazy. Also, a chocolate chip cookie from Starbucks. I I, I never had a chocolate chip cookie from it's Starbucks. It's really good. It's Cammie, years. It's so good. Cammie texted me and was like, I'm making a Starbucks stop. Obviously, what do you want? And I was like, I'm good on coffee, but I do want a chocolate chip cookie. So I'm five today. And I love that's that what you I'm, went for it. No, I went for it. You know, I'm just like, it's my midday treat. Cammie, what are you drinking? I am drinking my basic spring go-to because it's finally nice outside and I feel like it's iced coffee season officially. I feel like spring break is typically my like line in the sand of like oh, post-spring break. Yes, yes. It's time for iced coffee. Uh-huh. So I'm just getting a, uh-huh. I, just kidding, I got a grande unsweetened iced coffee. Which, have I told you my new thing? No. I think I mentioned it. Oh, I did mention this on, I think maybe, no, not Skies, on Jenny's episode, okay. the intro. But my new favorite thing to do is to add cold foam to the top of my iced coffees. Because that's like the cloud thing, right? Yes, but you can add. Here's the thing. Okay, I have some basic basic info. (laughs) So, the cloud macchiato, Ariana's cloud macchiato, can be like very sweet if you're not used to like. Because you can do caramel or cinnamon. That's the one you choose from. But it's like a macchiato, so it's sweet. So what I've discovered is, if you just get your normal iced coffee, you can literally just say, can you add cold foam to the top? And they do, and they give you the lid without the straw. <gasps> my favorite. Not because of the root, not because of the earth. <laughs> I don't not. actually love the earth. <laughs> You're acting like that's a bad thing. No, no, not no. because I like to recycle. No, no. <laughs> no, I, people. To, no. I do recycle, but I'm not like crazy freak about it. Yeah, you're like, not, not like, don't give me a straw. Like, yeah, like, let's free the like straws. like straws are the least of our issues, guys. <laughs> no, Look out part. into the world. Turn on the news. No, I just like the cups because I like the way, like, I like drinking it because it's like out of a hot coffee, but it's ice. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I want, I'm really excited. I want to try that No, do time. it. That's, and it's like not, I don't think it's really any more to it. And like, it's I, different and Ariana Grande is a part of it. So, heck yeah. Okay, so today we were trying to figure out what we want to talk about this week, and we've had a lot of questions regarding our faith, and it's just, honestly, that's really pumped us up because the whole reason we started this podcast was, well, multiple reasons. One, we just enjoy being with each other, and we thought, why not just have conversations and invite other people to be a part of it, but honestly, the main fuel behind everything we do is our faith in Jesus and wanting to share that with the world. Mm-hmm. And showing him in all the basic things. In all the big and basic things. That's so true. And so I feel like when it comes to listeners and you guys like messaging us and asking us questions, when it comes to you asking us about how you can grow in your faith or even like telling us ways that our podcast has blessed you and have you like helped you grow closer to Jesus, there is nothing that pumps us up more. Like when I read those, Mina, I don't know about oh. you, but like I, I cry sometimes. No, yes. Like. And I'm just honestly in shock, like I think is part totally. of it too. I'll read yeah. some of them to, to Steven and just be like, babe, like I can't believe that God is using us this. just having conversations and being silly. About The Bachelor and Ariana yeah. Grande. <laughs> like, like, and God can Starbucks. use it. God can, can use, use the it basic all. Things. That's so true. And that, like honestly, we had joked about basically basic before we really sat down and had like a dreaming, okay, what could this actually be? But then it was like, 
had I think it was me I had this like epiphany where I was like wait Amanda like basic like giving God glory in the big and basic things things. because I feel like a lot of times at least for me I feel like you're the same way Amanda like I'm a three on the Enneagram so that achiever like I really like to have these moments where I'm like okay well clearly like this is a big deal so God's using me doing this right? right but I feel like in the basic everyday stuff sometimes it's hard for me to know where God is or how like I am giving him glory Mm -hmm. and it's been a huge lesson in my life to figure out that like oh like in all the things that I do my conversations with my best friend like everything being in line at Starbucks yeah being in line at the grocery store like being in traffic and not yelling at people like whatever like loving my my husband like thoughts captive like it's literally anything the things that people see but especially the The things things people people don't see see, I think all of that we can use and does give God glory and so I think for Amanda and I both it's been it's a journey of our faith. And so even when people ask us questions like, how do I grow or how do I get closer to God or um, what does it look like? I honestly feel unqualified a lot of times to answer those Mm -hmm. questions because I don't have all the answers. I know you don't either, Mm -hmm. but I constantly am just reminded that like where my weakness is, that's where God's strength is. And so when I offer up those questions to the Holy Spirit and say like, okay, God, you know, so-and-so one of our listeners who I don't even know, like I don't know how to answer this question, but you know their heart. You know every hair on their head. You know exactly where they're at when they're listening, and you know what they're walking through. And Amanda and I always pray before we do this podcast because our prayer is like, if there's just one thing we say in this random episode Mm -hmm. that has a breakthrough moment for one person, like that's enough. Worth it. That's worth it. Like, and honestly, I feel like I'm a verbal processor, so. Even when I'm doing these podcasts, every time we have conversations, I have revelation about the Lord. every time. Every time. Like, it's like, we'll have an idea. Let's talk about this. And I feel like whatever that thing is that we're going to talk about, I come with my, what I think are my brilliant ideas. And then I end up probably never even sharing those things. And the Lord just like kind of takes us on this journey. And I'm like, oh, as I'm learning, as I'm sharing, I'm learning and I'm growing just by talking with you guys. Yes. It's the best. We are so thankful And so we thought it'd be really cool to talk about kind of just the basic ways that our faith journey has started, kind of where it Where we're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then like in the middle of like our lives, because so we're both 30. I'm 29. Kami's 30. Yeah. You're almost. I'm almost 30. I'll be 30 this year. Which I love that you just aged yourself. I feel like most people would be like, Kami's 30. I'm 29. And I am 29 and a half. I am not 30. (laughs) Actually, I like being 30. So get excited. I know. I'm excited for my 30s. I like can't wait. Um, But all that to say, we are going to kind of just break down our faith journeys, how we were raised, kind of where we were in like maybe college years or just like early 20s and then kind of where we are now and just how God has used our families and our friends to establish our faith and just the things around us and even mm-hmm. just him, his presence, and then kind of moving from that where we've grown in our faith based on what we wanted as adults and individuals and not just necessarily where we felt like somebody was steering us. Yeah. Well, I think that that's like super important because I know when God looks at us right now, like he doesn't see where we are. He sees where we're going to be. Like yes. I heard this quote this week that was like, God doesn't call us from our past. He calls us from where we're going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. And he declares it like it already right, is. Right. And so when I look back on my history with the Lord now, like hindsight is twenty twenty. I can look back and see like, oh my gosh, like in this moment, God was drawing me. Like in this moment, he was refining me. In this moment, he was teaching me. But at those times, like sometimes it just feels like, where am I going? Like what is the right. story that God's writing? Like what is what is even happening? And um, I, I love sitting down with people and sharing testimonies and like hearing where they've come from because one of my favorite scriptures is, is in Revelation and it says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. 
And what I get from that is like we we overcome, we have victory over the enemy, we have victory in our lives because of the blood of the cross, like because of what Jesus has done, that he died for us. But then also the word of our testimony, like when we declare like God's been faithful, he's done this, he's brought me from this, he's delivered me from this, it not only declares like our victory, but it mm-hmm. also calls other people higher. And I feel right. like that's actually the the part where I've seen basically basic use the most is when we've invited these guests on who give God glory in their big things and the basic things, mm-hmm. I feel like their stories and their testimonies have now had, like, a literal microphone where yeah. people can hear, like, oh, God's done this for them. Like, he can do it for me. Like, totally. he's been faithful here. He can do it for me. And I also love – I love that all of our guests have been super vulnerable. Yes. And we really st- strive to be vulnerable. Because yeah. I think, like, it's not – faith is not perfect. And that's why I, I think I said earlier, like – I feel unqualified at times because like I don't I haven't arrived mm-hmm. and I never will like I don't, I don't ever have want this, to no and I don't have like all the answers but I've seen God be with me in the middle of my mess and like in every detail and just pursue me despite it and like honestly I feel like even right now like I'm I would say I'm in like a season of I don't want to say valley but I kind of feel like I've been walking through like just a hard time mm-hmm. and what's really like gotten me through is knowing that God's with me, knowing he's always there. But then also looking back on my history with God and being like, I've walked through valleys before and he's always gotten me to the other side. And I've also come out the other side stronger, deeper, like more real and more connected and looking more like Jesus. And I was going to say, and ultimately being refined and shaped to look more like him because anything that like we've gone through – Physically, emotionally, like Jesus has already experienced yeah. it. And so he that's like when he's really able to step in. And I I saw this um, quote the other day. I think it was like going around on Instagram. But it was like the difference between a, like an angry father is like when you get in trouble and he's like, oh, great, I'm going to have to go tell my dad now. And like with Jesus as our father, it's like, oh, man, I'm in trouble. I need to go to my dad. And wow, it's like there's such so a good. difference of like my dad's going to hate me. He's going to get on to me. But our Heavenly Father is like, you're in trouble, come to me. And so it's like our lowest lows only refine us to look more like him versus trying to be perfect. Like that's, God never calls us to perfection. It's so, well, and I think it's cool because like the scripture says, like in our weakness, he's strong. So like we be, we are made perfect because of him and like how he sees us and that we're hidden in his blood and in his love. Like, but Again, like you're saying, there's nothing we could do to earn that. Like, right. we would never be good enough. There no. would never be, like... And so it is, it's funny to think that when we do something wrong, we, like, want to hide from God, even like Adam and Eve did in the Garden mm-hmm. of Eden, when in reality, like, that's he, the time when we need him the most, yes. and we should be running to him. Right, exactly. I love it. Okay, so, Amanda, why don't we start with you? I want you to just share, like, your faith history. Growing up, like, what did that so, look like for you? yes. So, I grew up in the church... Um, my, I, I believe it was my great grandfather was a preacher. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever shared that with That's you. That's cool. <clears throat> my, yeah, it was my grandpa's dad. So my great grandfather was a preacher for Church of Christ, which it's so funny because whenever I usually will sometimes say Church of Christ, I'll get so many different mixed emotions. Like people who were either raised Church of Christ or, like, went to Church of Christ for a little bit are like, oh, okay, like, you know, cool. But then ones that haven't and have, like, a, I guess just, like, a preconceived notion or a taste in their mouth of, like, what they think it is, it can – it's definitely more on the conservative side for sure. Um, the biggest thing that I can say is, like, there's no instrument – like, the most tangible thing I can explain if you've never been to one is, like, there's no instruments, um, everything – like, all – there's worship, but the singing's a cappella. 
And <clears throat> that's, I mean, really, it's, it's very, very, like, I've, do you, oh, we have a good friend who's, her husband was raised Church of Christ. And um, I've had this conversation before with him. It's like, if there's anything somebody who was raised in Church of Christ, like, knows, it's songs that are, like, we sing in Bible school because they, everyone knows them. You can, know, like, break out into you songs. You will randomly sing these songs, and I'm like, what is Where this Where is song? this from? It's from, like, literally the Bible is ingrained. And not, like, in a weird, like, culty way. It's just, like, they're so biblically based that, like, they, like, scripture is, like, the number one thing that you like I remember being in Sunday school and we'd have like memory like cards to take home and like wow. we should have them memorized by the next one so it was definitely very much on the um I don't know the word for it like not so much not so much like relational the opposite it was more like religious a little yeah bit. a little but bit not, yes I feel like okay I feel like every like doctrine I would say more like it was more of the doctrine okay that makes sense yeah it was more which as a kid you kind of like what kid is like I can't wait to go learn the doctrine today like <clears throat> and so as a kid I loved like the social aspect of it but I can remember thinking like oh my gosh I don't want to memorize this like scripture because my heart wasn't at it like I didn't know the relationship of right Jesus. you knew like I'm supposed to memorize this I felt probably more like homework totally than, like the reason why then the reason why yes because to me doctrine is made so beautiful now and I have an appreciation for it and I want to learn more about it now because of the love I have for Jesus Mm. so it's like now that that has come in time I can appreciate it but when that's like the first thing you're introduced to it's kind of like well I'd rather just play I was just having this analogy come to my head when you were talking but like so if I didn't know Stephen or love him and you gave me like a journal of his I would read it and probably be like this is interesting but I wouldn't like devour the pages but like if I found a journal of Stephen's now um from when he was like a teenager or something I would like want to know every page every because I'm like I love Stephen and I want to know like his thoughts and what he thinks and I feel like it's the same I mean the coolest thing I feel like about not the coolest thing one of the coolest things about Jesus is like there's there's never ending things to know and so it's like as you grow in a relationship with him you want to know more and then he kind of reveals more of who he is and then you like you get to know that part and then you want to know the next aspect and there's just constantly more but you're right it has to come from that like desire for intimacy but that can only come from relationship which takes time yeah so as a kid you're like what are we doing? What's so as a kid, I'm kind of like, oh, it is what it is. But <clears throat> one thing I loved my not this is not necessarily the de- denomination, but the actual church, the physical church that I went to, I loved. I was there from, I mean, probably kindergarten to easily like my freshman year of college. So a very long time. That's a very long time at the same church. Yeah. Um, and so, and it was very much a family, like if you were getting married or were having a baby, like there was a million baby showers or like wedding showers thrown for you. Like if somebody was sick, there was like a meal brought to you. Like it was definitely very much so a family. Um, and it was a big church. It's not like it was like a teeny, like podunk one, but, um, I'm like, well, Amanda, <laughs> I don't know. Your town didn't have a Starbucks. No, it wasn't so. in, it wasn't in my hometown. It was the town outside. Oh, of it. Okay. So it made it a little, it was Kelly Clarkson's hometown. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Great old Burleson, <laughs> Texas, everybody. Uh, so I would say there, I mean, I could totally botch this number, but I would say it was at least two to 3,000. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. That's Anyways, pretty big. It's a know. pretty big, yeah. If It didn't feel small. Um, like, there's definitely people I didn't know. <clears throat> um, anyway, so my whole, so my grandparents were Church of Christ. My parents were. My mom converted from Catholicism to Church of Christ when she married my dad. Um, I grew up in that my, all of my family really still goes there. And when I was in college, 
I started to just go to different church organizations that were in the city where I was attending college in Denton and just kind of started. That was the first time I'd really been outside of like my own church to like learn other ways that I can encounter Jesus. And, and so, were you like always open to other denominations yes. or did you feel like you were like, I'm Church of Christ? Um, I never, I don't know why I never felt like this is what I am. I always knew like this is where I've come from, but I never, it never felt like a title that like owned me, if that makes well, sense. Well, I ask that because I feel like denominations are so interesting to me because I feel like some people are very like, some people, I'm Christian, like it doesn't really matter. Like, but then some people it's like their denomination is the only is one. like, that is what defines their Christianity. Totally. And I think every denomination has pros and cons. Like there's positives and negatives. Like even for Church of Christ, like you were saying, the foundation of the word, like to know the word, to have just, just like the fact that that was kind of ingrained in you that there were, that was so important that you needed to know scripture. Like that's incredible. And I mm-hmm. actually, it's interesting because any of my friends who grew up church of Christ, like that mm-hmm. is, they all say the same thing. Like it's, the knowledge of the word, the power of the word. And actually right. my pastors of my church, which is now like you would never think is church of Christ because it's from, super like, I don't know, music yes, really worship yeah, and yeah. very like charismatic. charismatic yeah. But they're, they, a lot of the, our main pastors are grew up church of Christ, that's but crazy. they, they like really say that the best thing it gave them was like, a deep passion and like knowledge of the yes. word of God. I will say it ingrains. So the older I got, the more I could appreciate it. But like I said, as like a kindergartner or first grader, I was kind of like meh. But I was like, and I've even lost some of that just because I'm not as disciplined as I should be. Like, uh, like as I was then necessarily. Yeah. But I remember like going into Sunday school and like taping, like matching up the verse, like with the with the wow. scripture, like with the actual like, um, like what Bible sorry, what book of the Bible it came from, like on the wall, like just literally like playing all these games, but it all went back to like scripture. So it was like they made it fun. But anyways, <clears throat> and so when I was in college, yeah, I started kind of just going to different churches, like different activities. And then there, I feel like there's moments as I got older that I that really have thus far like just defined my walk with Jesus as far as like moments where I'm like, I will always remember this as yeah. like a, a marking or like I'll remember this part as like a really big staple in my journey. And the first one, I was in middle school <clears throat> and I was still going to Church of Christ. And um, it was a middle school retreat and it's when I decided to get baptized. And it was like, it was just the first time I had been like away from home and just like without, you know, we didn't have like electronics. So like they wanted to take everything. And it was like, you were just having quiet time, like in the woods. And it was just like the first time I'd really like sat alone with Jesus. And I remember just like sobbing one day and like, it was like a worship night. So it was like candles lit, like the mood, the whole like aesthetic was set. And then we're all just like worshiping together. And I just remember like, could not stop sobbing. And in the moment I didn't, I didn't know the Holy Spirit then. So I didn't know that's what it was necessarily, but I was just like, why can I not stop crying? And it was just this overwhelming joy and love from the Lord. Wow. And so I like went home that from that weekend and I was like, mom, dad, I want to be baptized. Like, just like so, so excited is, is about Church it. of Christ a denomination where you get baptized when you as choose. a baby or when you choose? Okay. When you choose. Yeah. So their whole thing is not that being baptized as a baby is bad, but their whole thing is, is you didn't choose it for yourself. Like your parents. And so you that. choosing to get baptized was like a, that was a pillar in your faith. Cause that was the first like Amanda decision. Totally. Not like Amanda yes. as a part of this family. Right. And my parents were never like, by this age, you should be ready to, or. Which that's awesome. Like, Cause some parents, I feel like when it can, in denominations, I feel like it can get religious sometimes where totally. it's like, well, this is the age you do this. Or like, this is tradition mm-hmm. versus this is relationship. Right. And so I love that your parents were like. They were definitely, my parents have you always do you, Amanda? Very, my parents have always like, 
led like parented me with a respect that I like can very much appreciate now because I like didn't necessarily know it back then but they gave me like this independence to choose for myself but also knowing that they were still like stewarding it so it was, ne- it was never like they were like we're in control of you this is what you do this is how you do it this is the way you decide it it was like this is what we would choose for you but ultimately it's your decision because you're That's your own awesome. person so yeah so the denomination itself, I can't speak for everyone, maybe a little bit different, but for my parents, they were like, it's your decision when you choose it. And like, in the meantime, you have to get up and go to church with us. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> on Sundays, we're driving yeah. you. And in the meantime, you, the you have to be in the back seat. <laughs> so anyways, um, <clears throat> the first one was definitely middle school. The second one, I would say, was probably when we went to Nashville for the women's retreat. I was actually, that's so funny. I mean, and I, we don't talk about what we're going to say before we yeah. talk just because then it obviously it would kind of be like not as natural or exciting. Right, right. So I'd be like, I already knew what she was going to say. But when we, did you know what, I was going to say I that? I had a feeling, feeling I was actually hoping because I remember that weekend for you was like Huge. really pivotal and for me as well. But like, I felt like I saw this shift in you yes. in just acknowledgement of like knowing the third part of the Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So I had been – what year was that? Like 2014, 2015 2000 – yeah, probably 2014 or 15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had gone – it was a church that Cami had gone to in, all through college in Nashville, and they were having a women's retreat, and she invited – um, me and then our other friend Samo, and we road trip to Nashville. Who, fun was fact, so much that's fun. the weekend she met her and now has about yes. to be husband. She's getting married in a month. Which I cannot wait to talk about their wedding after it happens because I love the fact that the day she met her future husband, he literally pushed me to the side. Do you remember this? No. I was sitting next to him and he was like, Excuse me, can you move? Well, it's <laughs> such a sweet story because he, like, such a he was story. my friend from Nashville. She's my friend from Texas, Amanda. And she and I drove up from Texas to Nashville for this weekend we were talking about. And he, like, saw her. And it was just one of those, like, love at first sight yes, moments. And actually it was totally. sweet because we were standing in front of him at church and we were worshiping. and Or, no, she was sitting in front of us. I was sitting next to him. And he turned to me. And she's, like, raising her hands just, like, singing to Jesus. Aww. And he, like, elbows me in the middle of worship. And he's like, like who is that? <laughs> and I was like, that is my best friend, Samo. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I need to know her. And it was just one of those moments where, first of all, he's like giving me a hard time for not ever yeah. setting them up. And I'm like, You're well, like, you live I'm in Nashville. Sorry, she bro. Lives in Texas. I had no idea. But I really do think, like, I, and I want to say this on their wedding day, but like, I really do think that when we are pursuing the heart of God and we're like fully in love with God, when we're like seeing him for who he is and we're in the, one of those encounters with him where like we've come alive because we realize how alive he is. I really think that, like, it's so attractive. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's a lot of times when, like, the prayers that we've been praying for, like, just start Mm -hmm. to line up. And I look at that weekend, and it was a huge weekend for Samo, too, Mm -hmm. just like it was for you Mm -hmm. and me. And she wasn't, like, looking – I mean, she'd been praying, I'm sure, for her Mm -hmm. husband, but she Mm -hmm. wasn't looking. She was just fixing her eyes on Jesus, like, worshiping her heart out. Mm -hmm. And then this man who's in love with God, like, sees her in love with Jesus, Mm -hmm. and he's like, that's my wife. Yeah. And he literally said he was like, that's my wife. wife. Yeah. It's so cool. And it's so cool to see, like – I know I've heard this a ton, but I feel like someone that's listening might need to hear this right now. But if you are in search of your spouse, like, the number one thing that you can do is worship Jesus. And then when you look to the left and right, like, see who's running – at your level or yeah, if not ahead speed. of you. Yeah, it's so good. Or if not ahead of you because it's like if that's the case, like you know that ultimately whatever you guys face together, you're both going to still run towards Jesus. Oh, and and I feel like it's one of those things where you're, you will be kind of either held back or propelled forward by mm-hmm. the person you're married to. Mm-hmm. Like that just it, – it, because you become one and it just is what it is and mm-hmm. you're going to be 
tired of running your race if you're constantly dragging another person along. Or doing it alone all the time. Yes. You'll give up. And I think, it, I think it's not always a in-step. I wish mm-hmm. it was. I don't think mm-hmm. it's like – I can't say that Steven and I are always like running no. at the exact same pace. But I feel like what it is is that there's always one of us – to say, hey, let's keep that's going. Like, that's cheering the other person yeah. on and saying, keep going. And then there mm-hmm. are times when we're together. And then, you know, there's times where we're both like kind of weary and mm-hmm. it's actually the Holy Spirit. That's mm-hmm. the one that's like championing us. Or your community. Like, that's yeah. like, yeah. Or you and Tyler. Aw. Or vice versa. Um, so so <clears throat> that was, so yeah, the number one moment was middle school. The second moment that was really pivotal in my walk with the Lord was going to this retreat. I think it was probably like 25 or something. And, um, I had actually just been not confused, but I had a lot of moments leading up to this retreat where I spent time journaling and asking God what I believed, because it's not that I thought my, the, the way that I grew up was bad or that other churches were bad or that, um, just different denominations in general were like a bad thing, but I was just very confused by some of the things that I was seeing in like college years, like early 20s, mid 20s that I hadn't seen in my teenage years. And a lot of that may just be your eyes are more opened and you're more curious and you want to see all the things that you know God is doing and like that he's capable of. So you're just more aware. Um, but I was just asking God like, okay, God, if if this is real, like what you say in the Bible, then show it to me. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah, because the thing that I have learned probably in my 20s the most is that like nothing can replace the word of God. So even if you are like reading all these like wonderful Christian books or just like worshiping to songs that you love or like listening to pastors that you love or speakers or like talking to friends. Podcasts. Yeah, exactly. This podcast, like we are not Jesus. Nope. And so that's like, that was the number one thing that he was teaching me was just like, hey, there's going to be opinions thrown at you left and right the rest of your life all the time. And until you come and ask me what I say is the truth and the light, like that's when you will see it. And so I just started asking him for things to reveal things to me that I had never seen before. And the crazy thing is, is that he did. I love that too, because I think in our worldly sense, there's times where we think like, oh, well, I don't want to have questions or doubt because it seems like it's a negative thing. And I think mm-hmm. religion tells us like, you just follow the rules and you just do what you're told. And like, that's what you do. But right. when I think about my relationship with my earthly father, some of my most like intimate, sweet times with him are when like I'm asking him why like when he's doing something I'm like okay how do you do that and why like my dad's an excellent cook and when I'm like asking him questions about what he's cooking or what he's doing or like when he goes on a fishing trip and I'm I'm not just like how was the trip good no I'm like okay what did you catch catch? how did you you why are you getting this fish like things that I want to know about and it's coming Mm -hmm. it comes from asking questions and I look at our heavenly father and of course like he loved you Amanda coming him and saying Hey Lord, like I see this in your word and I don't see it in my life. Like yeah. show me show, show me, me what you're talking here. about. Like I yes. wanna see it. Yes. Like I see that this is what the church looks like in Acts. Like I mm-hmm. don't see this right now in my own life. Mm-hmm. Show me where that is. Like exactly. that's amazing. Yeah. And I mean I remember even being like tossing and turning because thinking like my parents are gonna freak out, like they're gonna think this is so weird because I you know, I was raised more on the conservative side. Like they're you know, if I tell them this miracle happened, they're gonna they're they might think that's crazy or whatever. And then slowly those things just kind of started to disappear. I sort of didn't care about those questions anymore because I was like, no, if God is who he says he is, and if this is written in the Bible, like it must be true because he has told me that everything he says is true. And so, yeah, I just remember like being in bed, kind of like tossing and turning some nights after like reading the Bible and just being like, okay, Lord, like that confuses the heck out of me, but you say it's true. So I'm just going to really ask that you reveal it to me. And 
that was probably like a month before the retreat. And then at the retreat, it was just like everything fell into place. And like all the answers that I was looking for, like were known all of a sudden. And it was just like, I had no more questions. Not that I, not that I'm ever going to like stop having questions from God. But but, for that season, that was like a huge answered prayer. Yeah. For that season, it was just like a big, very big answered prayer. And I just felt very confident. Like that's the word. I just felt super confident in who God was and the relationship that I had with him. And I didn't question that anymore. Like I didn't think, is someone going to think this is weird? Is someone going to think that like, I'm just some like holy woman now. Like all I care about is like walking with the Lord. And like, you're like, yes, actually kind of. Yeah. I'm like, well, it is, yes, yes. But I still love Starbucks. Like I still have my basic things. I still have my basic stuff, but I also love Jesus. Uh, I don't worship them, but I love them. Um, and so, yeah, that was probably like a, that was a huge moment for me. And I just like felt the Holy Spirit and his presence so strongly. And ever since then, I've just had this confidence that Jesus has given me to walk, um, with the Holy Spirit in my life. And so looking back now, I can't even imagine being a mom or having some of the roles that I do without knowing the Holy Spirit and knowing like, okay, God, this is a hundred percent from you. Like even little things, like whenever I will put Gwen to bed at night, I pray, just in her room and I'm like okay Holy Spirit like you are welcome in her room tonight Mm -hmm. and then I go to bed so peacefully like I go to bed so sleep and sound I snore my husband said I snore so loud (laughs) because I literally have zero care like I just do not worry about her yeah I just trust and it's like I can't imagine not having that so anyway well the thing I loved about that weekend too was it wasn't this like big conference where like these fancy speakers were coming that had like big names it was just like women from our church just really getting up and testifying to what God's done and like who he is and just the truth of who he is. And, Mm -hmm. and I think for me, like that, I don't know, that is almost more powerful in a weird way Mm -hmm. because it's like, you just see like, oh, this isn't just for certain people, like using the Holy Spirit in my everyday life and like trusting that God speaks and trusting that he wants to use me and trusting Mm -hmm. that he's still moving and like doesn't believing mean, for miracles doesn't mean that a hundred thousand like, Instagram followers. Right. It's not like, about just like yeah. being that famous person. Oh, no. that's for them. You know, and I think that that's something we can easily fall into. But these were just like everyday like moms, like mm-hmm. girl bosses, teachers, neighbors, friends, some, like some who had never like spoken to their mom, spoken to their mom in like years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like they were there at the conference with them. Just, yeah. Like, declaring crazy stuff. like just praying and believing in faith for things to happen, and then like and then it they happening. did. Yeah. So Cami. What was your upbringing like in faith? Maybe some pivotal moments. Love it. Let us know. Okay, cool. So my story, I grew up Church of Christ. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> I the like, exact same as me. I was like, no, you didn't. No, no I didn't. Um, yeah, so my faith journey, I feel like, was kind of interesting. I was actually born in Michigan, in Detroit. Um, and I say that because actually growing up, like, I lived in an area where there was a lot of Jewish people. So fun fact, I, like, actually think I thought I was Jewish until like I'm not even kidding you like I went to preschool at the Jewish Community Center like I remember celebrating like Hanukkah and like having latkes and I like remember being confused because I went with my dad to cut down a Christmas tree which you can do that in Michigan which is super cool anyways and like my friend Erica Dovitz was like (laughs) right that even like sounds like a Jewish name she was like wait why are you cutting down a Christmas tree and I'm like for Christmas and she was like oh you're not Jewish and I was like I don't know I don't know am I maybe not um so honestly like I think growing up for me even from like a young age like me being a Christian was a lot more about like celebrating Christmas right and like an Easter like it was I was definitely a Christian but I didn't have I did not like have a relationship with the Lord and I I remember my dad teaching me the Lord's Prayer and Jesus loves me, the songs, but like that 
really was the extent. Like yeah. we, especially when I was like younger, younger, like faith, I, I think we went to church like a couple of times and it was mainly like we went for Christmas, we went for Easter and it was just like part of being a Christian and not a Jewish person, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't like relationship. Yeah. yeah. And then we moved to Texas and, you know, Bible Belt. Hello. I remember people being like, what church do you go to? And like, what youth group are you part of? And to me, like, I just, I didn't really understand that. Like I, yeah. I thought it was kind of weird that people were super like involved in church. And, um, and I, I feel super blessed because although I didn't grow up in like a Christian home, mm-hmm. my parents were st- I just have the best parents. They're so loving and yeah. so wonderful. Like, I felt so loved. Mm-hmm. And I felt the love of God. Like, and when I was talking about earlier, looking back at, like, your history with the Lord, like, I can look back on my life and I just see moments that God was just, like, so there. present yeah. and, like, pursuing me. And I just ha- always had this childlike faith, but I didn't know, like, what that was. Like, right. I, was, I just felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, like, in my life from such a young age, but I didn't even know that. Totally. what it was like I didn't have language for it I didn't right. grow up knowing like bible songs or knowing the bible and um so really it wasn't until I was in eighth grade and a friend of mine invited me to her church camp it was like a summer like it was called beach retreat actually and beach retreat, I, beach retreat I and go there. honestly like at that season of my life I was like middle school I was super into popularity super into boys yes. and it was like eighth grade going into high school so it was like the first camp where there'd be like high school boys and I remember thinking like okay week away from my parents like gonna go to the beach in Florida and get to be with high school boys like sign me up like 100%. sign me up yes yes and I remember actually like one of the things we had to pack was a bible and I didn't have one so I remember getting like a bible for the trip and not even thinking anything of it just being like okay whatever so we go to the trip this is the and, book I have to bring and I'm like oh yeah that's whatever this book is <laughs> and I did not know like I had clearly paid attention to the beach part and the boy part but didn't realize that like every morning we were going to spend quiet time on the beach reading our bible and I remember sitting there, like, the first couple days and just, like, playing in the sand and, like, not caring. I mean, like, what the heck is this book? Like, this is dumb. Um, but as, like, the week was going on, every night they'd have, like, worship and a message. And I had never heard, like, contemporary worship music. I Every every time we did go to church, it was, like, again, like, Christmas or right, Easter. And right. it was, like, a choir singing and just really, like, out of the hymnal. And right. it was this local church, like, down the street. And it, we weren't, like, involved. And I just had never encountered like the presence of God before right right. and I was already a singer at this point I already been singing country music and I knew like music I love music but music wouldn't bring me to tears and it's kind of like what you were saying I remember every night in worship just like crying Mm -hmm. and at that point like I was again like cared about being cool being popular like I hated that I was crying I was Mm -hmm. like what is wrong with me like what is this feeling and it was the presence of God like moving in my heart and then as the week was going on, I was like reading my Bible in the morning and like hearing these messages. And just, I remember the counselor that we had that week was incredible. She actually gave me my first like prophetic word and I didn't even know what it was, but she mm. gave me the scripture, Psalm fifty-one ten, And she was like, this is you. And it's created me a pure heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Mm. And she was like, you have a pure heart and God loves your heart. And like, I remember when she was talking, it didn't feel like just a person telling, giving telling you me, it like yeah. cut to my heart. And it was like, the word of God being sharper than any double-edged sword, like just piercing me. And I was like, I just agreed with it in that moment. I was like, yes, like that's me. That's who I want to be. And so the last night of the camp, they did the whole altar call thing. And they're like, whoever wants to give their life to Jesus, who's never like had a relationship with him. And I just remember bawling and being Aww. like, yes, like I, I want that. Like I want to know How him. old were you at this point? I was uh, going, I guess I was going into eighth grade. Cause I think okay. the camp was eighth, ninth. <gasps> 
Wait, the retreat. The well, I was gonna say the retreat that I went to was a middle school one, and it was literally wow. I yeah, love that. It was either seventh or eighth. That's why I'm such yeah. a firm believer. Like, and I've been a youth pastor, but I just have such a heart for middle schoolers because yeah. I feel like middle school is such a formative time because you really like you know who you are at that point. Yeah. But you also know, like that you're lacking. I feel like when mm-hmm. you're a kid, it's like. It's rainbows and puppies, especially mm-hmm. if you have a great childhood, which we right. were really blessed to have. Right. But I feel like in middle school, you just start to see the world, like, that there is brokenness mm-hmm. and that you are in need of a savior. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just start starting to question, like, there has to be more. And you start to be aware of, like, your own sin. Like, oh, your totally. own, like, the, yeah, just, like, the own sin that you carry sometimes as, like, an individual. Like, not just, like, what your family is doing. Right, you're like, like, I'm what kind of a mess. You're like, this is kind of me now, too. Yeah. yeah. Which is a sign of maturity, like... If you're growing up and already kind of like realizing that of like, oh, I'm, it's not puppies and rainbows anymore. Yeah, there's, there's gotta be more. And I think for me, like I had been completely quote unquote, like living for the world Mm -hmm. up until that point. Honestly, the funny thing is, is I was kind of crushing it. Like I was super popular. Like Like, I had different cute boyfriends. Like if I can be of the world. I thought I was so cool. And so it wasn't like this, like I needed, but it was like, I thought I had what everyone wanted. I had a great family. I had Mm -hmm. great friends. Like. But I was unsatisfied. And this idea that, like, the God of the universe, like, they kept harping on, like, he wants a relationship with you. And no one had ever told me that. Like, I knew there was a God. I was, I knew, like, Jesus died for my sins. But, like, the idea that, like, he wanted to know me and, like, do life with me, like, was a foreign wrecked me. Yeah. And, like, just in feeling his presence, like, in worship. And I, I really feel like that was the first time that I fell in love with, with worship and, like, encountering God through music Mm -hmm. and, like, it just, I knew it was different because I'm like, I sing and listen to music all the time and it doesn't move me to tears. But like there is, this isn't just a song, like there's a tangible presence mm-hmm. when like we're encountering God in this way. And so I really, to me, like it was a pretty pivotal like moment, like where I gave my life to Jesus the next day I was baptized in the ocean and I came home and I told my parents I wanted to start going to church mm-hmm. and I wanted to start like being a part of the youth group. And actually Samo, the friend we were talking about earlier, she was, we were in this friend group. We called ourselves the original 10. Imagine I, Mean Girls yeah, and Time Fed by 20. That okay. was me in middle okay. um, And she was the, the only. OG the OG 10. No, really. Like, we wore, like, pins. It was a problem. Stop. It was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> I needed Jesus. I didn't know. But CMO was the one in our friend group that, like, had gone to Canonkuk, like, which is a Christian camp. And yes. she would, like, read her Bible. And I knew she knew Jesus. And so I came home from that camp. And that summer, I really pursued a relationship with Samo intentionally and she really like helped disciple me and like she went to this church down the street that we were the same one we had gone to like when we would go to church and she was really involved in the youth group and so she invited me and really that was the beginning of me getting to know Jesus and falling in love with him and then the cool thing was was because I sang I quickly got pretty involved in the church as far as like leading worship, which made my parents get really involved. And also I had those parents that like whatever I did, they were all They're in. So like I had my mom's yeah. always room mom. She was the dance They're mom. She was the horseback riding you. mom, yes. like whatever. Yes. And so I think for me being like, no, I really want to go to church. Like they jumped in and then the Lord like really just like captured the heart of my family. Mm-hmm. Like at the same time, like I think. Which I, is such a blessing. Oh, it's, I mean, it's so cool because like I, I just, I'm, that's why, again, like, I'm such a believer in middle school and high school ministry because, like, God really used, like, the fire that he put inside of me to really put that fire into my parents because they, they longed for a relationship with Jesus, but I just don't think they had that, like, you know, push to really take it to that next level. Mm-hmm. And they always knew God, mm-hmm. but I think it's easy as an adult to just, like, 
when you grew up in religion to just be like, I'm good. Like Jesus died for my sins. Like totally. we go to church on Christmas and Easter, like we're good. But well, like, and it's easier to say no to religion than it is to say no to like your relationship with God. Absolutely. And now it's actually really cool because I look at how God used that. But I remember having like debates with my parents at, at dinner about like things about faith and like talking about, um, I don't know, just what God was doing. And like, because my little sisters were five and seven years younger than me, like they really didn't know any different. Like they don't really remember us not not going to church or, or yeah. talking about faith. And I just applaud my parents so much because they never, like that scripture that says, don't let anyone look down upon you because you're young mm-hmm. in first Timothy. Um, I feel like my parents embodied that so well because they never like, were like, well, you're just a kid. Like they, mm-hmm. I really feel like we all challenged each other and it was mm-hmm. this iron sharpens iron. Like, all of us growing at the same time. Yeah. And so that was really my first like pillar moment growing up of like, I love God. He loves me. Mm-hmm. But I think pretty quickly, which is really easy to happen, um, without me even, I was always in love with God, but I feel like slowly in high school, it starts to become like, I'm a Christian because of what I do and what I don't do. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't know the Holy Spirit and I didn't know I was made for like more and to encounter like to have a living God inside of me. Right. I think it was easier for me to define my faith by like, well, I'm a Christian, so I don't drink. Or I'm yes. a Christian, so I don't have sex with my boyfriend. Or like, I'm a Christian, so, so... I do better. I do, yeah. I like follow the rules, you know. But again, I think God uses our desire for more to push us closer to his presence. And so my desire for more was the first thing that led me to like giving my life to him. But then it was in college. And then actually it was post-college that... um was really when I like had that encounter with the Holy Spirit. And so mm-hmm. that was the church that you were talking about. Um, I, it's kind of a long story, but basically like a good friend of mine from college went to Australia and like kind of cause he just wanted to like get away and party. And then of course the Lord like had a different plan <laughs> and he met this, this group of people that were like, Hey, our church is doing this thing. Um, it's like a six week training. There's a lot of young people you should come. And I think he just wanted to meet people. So it was like, cool, I'll go. He goes radically encounters the Lord. Like, is basically like this is the same God that I know, but to that next level of like believing that he's the God that still performs miracles. He's the God that answers prayers. He's the God that like still speaks. Like all those things we read in the Bible, but we're kind of like, well, like that's for the Bible days. Totally. You know, like we don't see that. He split the seas back in the day. Back then, right? Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I think for me, like I knew God loved me and I felt his presence and I felt him using me, but I always knew like there had to be more. And so this friend of mine comes back from Australia and his parents are basically like, who are you? You're a different person in the mm. best possible way. And so they were like, we want to bring that family who leads the church in Australia. We want to bring them to Nashville and host like kind of a condensed version of that Bible study in our house. And I got invited to go. And at the time I did just graduated college. I'm like free dinner every night for a week. And yes, please. Friends, great. Time yet. So I go having no idea what I'm about to encounter. But the first night, it was supposed to be from like five at night to like ten at night, and I was there till three in the morning. Oh, I. It was like this. This tan- like we were worshiping and praying and just learning about the power of God and like how He moves and when you experience it. that, you don't want to leave. Oh no! I mean, you, you want to live in that moment forever. I was like, this is heaven on yeah. earth. Like, and as a someone who always loved worship and just loved the presence. Like I just didn't think I knew that I could experience that for myself. And right. that week forever changed me. And I think it just opened my eyes to the fact that like there's, there's knowing God and then there's like partnering with God. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that he wants us to have both. And I just saw and experienced too much that week to like go back to just like mediocre, 
I go to church on Sunday Christianity. It's like once you've gotten a taste of like his goodness, oh. you like don't want to live without it. No, and I was just like, there's more. Like I just mm-hmm. like my, the veil was just torn off of like my faith. Like I tasted this little like nugget for like yes. a, a, over and over again, and then all of a sudden there was like this banquet of like oh my gosh, there's all this you're stuff like, for me you to experience. You have this to offer yes, me? God, you're so good. And so that week was huge for me, and I ended up... And how up, old were you at this time? I was 23? 23. Okay. I was 23. Mm-hmm. And um, so, again, I call my family, and I'm like, guys, like, you thought you knew the Lord? Like, you know, t- typical passionate 20-year-old. Yes. I'm like, yes. there's more. Like, you have to know more. more. I think at first my parents were probably like, are you in a cult? Like, yeah. what's happening? Um, but then that little Bible study, the first group of us, there was 30. We ended up doing it again just because so many of our friends and family were like, what have you learned? What have you encountered? Right. The next one we did had 80. The next one we did had, like, I think 200. And the last one we did had 500 people. We That's actually, insane. like, rented out um, one of the stadium areas of Belmont and, like, packed it out. That's insane. Um, and people were just getting, like, filled with the Holy Spirit, just, like, and encountering just, like, the presence of God. Saved. And yeah. radically, yeah, saved, like, delivered, like, just healed. I mean, just crazy things. And so, I again, super blessed by my family who didn't look at me and think, like, you're a crazy 20-year-old. They're like, well, if you've encountered this, like – it must be real. We want it. We trust mm-hmm. you. We believe you. Mm-hmm. We know you're not a crazy person. So we want to see it for ourselves. And so they came and all had that same encounter. And it really propelled like all of our faith to that next level. And Stephen, who at the time we were dating, he had the same thing. And um, and that was actually where I was like confirmed that I felt like I was going to marry him because mm-hmm. I was like, he like he's running after God and he wasn't afraid Right. To, he wasn't like, okay, this is whack. Peace right. out. Right. He was like, okay. And I, I think for me, why that was such a pillar moment in my, like, I would say adolescence, like the second moment of really encountering the Lord in a new way. I think what it did was it showed me that there is power in stepping out of our comfort zone. Oh, yeah. And that, like, I don't want to be a person of faith that just stays in the box that religion mm-hmm. would confine me in. Like, right. I want to always be willing to, like, like you were saying, to question, to like, to go deeper, to dare to like have faith for crazy things mm-hmm. that people in the world might be like, mm, that's, that's insane. A little, and the thing is, is like, whenever I hear people like question it or be like, are you like, really? Like, that sounds kind of weird. Or like, are you sure that like sounds a little crazy? Like whenever I see that mindset or like hear those questions from people, it makes me laugh because I'm like, yeah, it is a little totally. weird. Cause I'm like, but also as a Christian, what do you believe? You believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. You believe a man got into this tomb, like and a then body, walked out three and days then later. walked out three days later, completely healed, and you never question that. Wow. Or so that he like, was born of a virgin? That he was born of, yeah, Hello. of a virgin. Yeah, exactly. And like, you've yet to question that. And it's like, there's so many things that are in the foundation of what like, quote, being a Christian is, that it's like, are kind of crazy to like yeah. the normal human ear or like the eye. And so that's what I always, like, go back to is I'm like, well, really, if you believe that, like, walking on water is nothing. not that big of a deal. Well, I think this is the way I've kind of, like, come to a conclusion with it is, like, at the end of the day, I would rather get to heaven and have Jesus smile and laugh at me and be like, wow, you had really crazy faith. You kind of believed too much. Yeah. Then me get to heaven and him be like, hey, Cammie, I had all these things I all that I wanted to do through you and mm-hmm. for you, but you you didn't believe and you didn't yeah. have faith. Like I would so much rather be that crazy person that they're like, okay, you're believing that God's going to do that. Cool. Good for you. And, and you know what? There's times where you pray and believe for things and you don't see it happen because mm-hmm. God is not a vending machine. God, he's not a genie. Right. right. But there have been so many times, enough times in my life where I've prayed and believe and seen miracles that I'm like, I know he can do it. And I'd rather dream big. And 
I know that there's no other explanation. Mm -hmm. So if I've seen some of the miracles that I've seen or have had some of the prayers answered that I have prayed for, I know I did not go to anyone else except for Jesus with that. And he is the only one that can answer it and did, you know? And it's like, and even if he didn't, it's not because he's saying no to this prayer or like no to this wish that I have for you. It's because he's saying yes to something greater. Yeah. He's like, I have a better guess for you. Or he's trying to refine and teach you through those moments. In the no. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Okay. So guys, we hope that you were blessed by us sharing our faith journey up until kind of the now. Um, again, like we, I feel like no story is perfect, right? We both have our, like we've had highs and lows throughout that process, but I love looking back on those pillars of faith of being like, in this moment, God showed up and he said mm-hmm. this, or in this moment, he did this. And mm-hmm. I wish we could sit down with each of you and hear your stories because I, I know they're probably so beautiful. So please, one this day week, it's coming. It is coming, actually. We, yeah, we have a lot. We have of a lot in store, guys. We can't wait to meet y'all. So yeah, DM us if you have any crazy testimonials. Like, yes, please. We're so We'd inspired by them. We want to hear. And we are always announcing fun things over on our social media. So we're on Instagram at Basically Basic Podcast. We have just posted two of our interns, actually. Ooh, so exciting. They're both wonderful. Both bring like so many different gifts to the table. And they are helping us bring some of our dreams and hopes and calls for this podcast because, to like fruition. like we just said, dream big. Yeah, dream big. And we so, can't do it alone. <laughs> I'm going to pray for us and then we will close out. So... Father, I thank you so much for today, God. I thank you for every person that's listening to this podcast right now. Lord, whether they feel like they're in a high place with you and they really feel that closeness and that intimacy, or whether they feel like they're super far away and they don't even know you at all, God. I just thank you that you see us, that you know us, God, that you know every hair on our head. I thank you that you're close, God, and you're always drawing us closer to you. God, that your word says that as we draw near to you, God, you draw near to us. And so even just listening to this podcast, I pray that it's just an offering of us giving our time to want to just express that faith is important to us. God, that we want to know you deeper, that we want to walk with you. God, I think that you take us from glory to glory, God, and I... I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes that middle part is what's really difficult, God. But I just, my faith has risen even just listening to Amanda's testimony and reminding myself of mine that you've always been faithful, God. You've always been taking us closer to your heart and you have more to reveal and more is to come, God. So I just speak over every listener, Mm -hmm. Lord, that this would be a week where they would know you closer, that they would know you deeper, God, that they would encounter your love in a fresh and new way. God, and if anyone is listening to this and they don't know you yet, God, I pray that today would be the day that they would just say yes to you that they're not saying yes to having all the answers they're not saying yes to um perfection god but they're just saying yes to saying i need a savior and i want to know him and so god i just pray right now that they would agree and just say that they want to enter in this relationship with you and that it's that simple god and in that yes lord that you would do um the miracle which is taking us from darkness to light and taking us from death to life god Mm. thank you that you are redeeming and giving us salvation constantly god we love you and we pray all this in your mighty name amen amen guys oh so i'm cammy i'm amanda we're basically basic and we know you are too be blessed and be basic